Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. All right, so I... So what, it, what, 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 what was, what's the one, like one thing, not the one, but one little thing that you can mention that you liked about The Last of Us 2? One, one little thing that I liked is definitely the world building. I think the mm, world build, building is, is pretty damn impressive in The Last of Us Part 2. My favorite part was when I hit the power button to shut it off. Mm. <laughs> I knew this was a trap. Gentlemen, gentlemen. I knew it was a trap. Be nice. Be nice. We're gonna save it. We're gonna save it for our debate. We're, we're like for those of you guys out there, uh, Jose In and I will corner. be having a debate uh, slash uh, bloodbath fight over our opinions of The Last of Us Two pretty soon. So yeah, we'll, we'll have a tale of the tape or something like that to to commemorate. I think there's some fights yeah. going on tonight at MMA or something like that, right? So whatever Listen, happens it's, tonight it's is going to be several times more brutal. But it's, no, today it's a good thing that we're yeah. social distancing and we're recording remotely because I don't think I don't think we can have <laughs> you two guys in the same room when we're talking about this. You might have to separate us. This is true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm afraid because Wolfie like owns the dojo and I'm not a wimp or anything like that, but I don't know oh, if man, I can how win awesome, that battle. How dude. awesome how awesome would it be if we actually had this uh debate at the dojo? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, today uh, we're talking about something else, aren't we? Are we are? We okay, are. I guess we are. That's fine. Yeah, Wait, Walt, Walt, you wanna say something? No, I was just gonna say if you guys are gonna do it in the dojo, we gotta make sure that some of the students that are um EMTs are present. At the time, so just saying. <laughs> we can't Don't worry, I can resuscitate. Right now, no, it's okay. I can resuscitate. I can bring you back to yeah, life. I, it's all right. it's I can't. Right. I can't trust you on that, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen the wonder. text. I've seen the messages. I know how this is going to go. So you, so you see, you see how art, how I can articulate my argument, right? I haven't Moving even gone. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so what are we getting Moving into today? On. Yeah, uh, we are getting into, we're going to get into a couple of things today, but the big topic for the week is we all saw The Old Guard on Netflix, the new movie starring Charlize Theron um, and Chiwetel Ejiofor, and we are going to do a, a little touch upon The Boys Season 2 trailer, because it's a darn good show, we're all excited about it. I, I mean, what do you guys think? Is that a good enough topic for today? Yeah, I'd like all to, right. you know. I'm totally down. Here. All right. All right. Let's do a couple of small disclaimers first. Uh, as always, we are recording remotely. For all of our fans out there, we're recording remotely. We're not in the same room and have not been in the same room for a couple of months now um, for safety reasons to make sure that nobody gets sick. So we're recording remotely. If there's any sound artifacts, issues or problems with the audio, we think we've gotten better over the last couple of weeks. We've tried to get some new equipment. We've tried to fine tune it, but if there are any audio artif- audio audio artifacts, excuse me, the audio artifact here is that I can't speak. If there are any problems with the sound or artifacts or anything like that, let us know, and we'll try our best to correct that. And 
for those of you out there that can, please bear with us as we try to improve the audio as much as we can over the next couple of weeks. And hopefully we'll get it perfect, even though nothing is perfect. Um, our other disclaimer, or I should say our other weekly announcement is, as always, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on all your favorite pod for podcast platforms. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm struggling here right now. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere your favorite podcasts are sold. Um, look us up there. And again, the best way to support us is to like, rate, share, and subscribe and share your feedback with us. Let us know what you think of our topics, of our, of our, of our sound quality, of our personalities, if you want to. Um, you guys can let us know whatever you want to hear more of or less of, and we'll take it to heart and see if we can improve upon things. So, I don't know. Are you guys ready to go? You want to jump into it? Just don't talk about The Last of Us 2 because he'll really take it to heart. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't take uh, it to heart, but I am, nah, I am, joking, a, I'm I am I'm a debater. I'm, I'm going to leave that I'm going to leave that I'm going to leave that one that's it. I'm done for today. But for those of you guys that don't know, I'm Wolfie. And this joining is me is sorry, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> God, we've been doing we've we've been so good with our intros for however many episodes. First time that we mess up. It's our because intros. of the Last of Us Part Two. You guys are so worked up over that that we can't do the intros right. My blood is boiling right now. My blood see, is see? No, I'm Jose. By the way, is somebody else here? There's a couple of other people here. Yeah, I think. yeah. AJ Part Two. Yeah, AJ Part Two. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Gogito, you can call me Gogito. Gogito. All right, all right. So, should we jump right into it? I guess what we can talk about first a little bit is um, some basic impressions of the Boys season two trailer. For those of you that don't know, the Boys is a, a TV series on Amazon based off of a comic book, and it basically it uh, is a tale about how superheroes actually kind of suck. And there's a team called the boys, essentially, that's trying to take down those really sucky superheroes. And we had what was a pretty well-received season one. I enjoyed it. I think most of the crew here enjoyed it as well. And season two is coming out, I believe, in September. Somebody September may want to correct me in that, on that. September 4th. September okay, 4th. So I, do have my, I do have my head screwed on somewhat straight today. Uh, September 4th, the boys season two is coming out and there's a lot of little mini details in this one uh including apparently a missed opportunity on the song right yeah absolutely i don't know how they're not using the boys are back in town as the you know the trailer song maybe they, they could have mashed it up and kind of remixed it into like you know that poppy um high intensity rock kind of remix but they should have totally used the boys are back in town i mean it kind of makes sense the boys are literally back in town well yep. you made this observation wolfie about how all trailers now have become kind of the the snyder verse there yeah standard. so there's like kind of like a a a blueprint i guess to uh trailers that sell and essentially, like, sell the public into watching or buying into whatever. And uh, it's been used for, um, you know, Batman vs. Superman. It's been used for uh, Suicide Squad, JLA, um, and now The Boys, which is very quick cut, uh, 
you know, little pieces of whatever the entertainment is, the show or the movie, set to kind of high intensity rock or pop or like classic music um, with uh, some comedy sprinkled in here and there. And, you know, it's kind of like it's become like the blueprint for any kind of action type of sequence or maybe any kind of comic book movie. Because now that I think about it, you know, for Thor Ragnarok, for um, what else did they use it for? Well, I mean, I definitely say, Iron Man, you know, not just comic books, because it wasn't the music wasn't the same. But even in the right. Star Wars trailers, it was very much that aesthetic. It had, you know, obviously classical Star Wars type music playing, but it was still quick cut from Kylo Ren to this TIE fighter to Ray to the well, not the Emperor. Right. But, but like, the, 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 the key difference is that, like, kind of it, it feels like classic 80s rock. You know, yeah. that's maybe updated a little bit for today's day and age, um, remixed a little bit here and there and stuff like that, which gives, you know, it's kind of for like our crowd, right? Because it's, it's targeting us, you know, the 80s babies, the, you know, well, I mean, sorry, Walt, but maybe the earlier than 80s babies. Um, Just a little bit. <laughs> you know, but, but the older generation, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit of a cue to the nostalgia factor, right? We're the ones that are paying for the tickets to go to the movies now. So it kind of makes sense that they're using that these little things to 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 reel us in. Wait, so. when when did we didn't start the fire come out? Because that was was that the eighties? That might have been. I don't know if it's the eighties per se, but like you know, like like you know, like it's 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 any music it's from like late seventies to the mid nineties. They're yeah. definitely not gonna put any like freaking you know little pump or whatever, <laughs> like whatever these you know rappers no. nowadays are i don't know not not, not trying to sh- not trying to throw shade but you know it's just i don't i don't think it's going to target us so you're right though but it's regardless like our generation 70s yeah 70s 80s early 90s and yeah early mm-hmm. 90s yeah so um yeah, that billy joe song regard- came out in 1989 so it yeah. just made the 80s mm-hmm. there you go so but there's a lot to like in the trailer you know, I saw like I, I, you know, the trail looks super fun. It looks better already, in my opinion, than everything that I saw in the first, you know, season. I liked it a lot. I liked the first season a lot, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to this new character, uh, Stormfront. So she's. It looks like it ups the ante, definitely. Obviously, because now it seems like the the trailer, which was was understood by the way season one end, but the trailer kind of shows how they're all on the run now. They've all been exposed. Uh, and they're all on the run from the government. They're all on the run from the superheroes. They're all from on the run from all kinds of authorities. And at the beginning of the trailer, we see the crew kind of sitting around the television watching the news reports about how William Butcher and all of them, Marvin Milk, Huey Campbell, um, I can't recall all the other names right now, but you, the, the rest of the crew, in, in, including Frenchie. You know, um, Frenchie, thank you very much. Uh, how they're all kind of on the run shows all their photographs and shows their reaction to that. And then from there you get like a lot of interesting little Easter eggs, but yeah, it definitely looks like there's some new interesting characters introduced. And I certainly want to see where they take the storyline from last season, which is how now they have the ability to create superheroes pretty much anywhere on earth. Cause we were introduced to the terrorist superhero at the end of last season. One thing that's interesting about the trailer, though, I don't know if you guys spotted this, is I want to see 
how Starlight kind of gets back into the good graces of the group because there's something that maybe could be a flashback where she's walking out with Homelander and she's doing press with a couple of the other superheroes. So it's it's definitely interesting how they're going to figure out a way because she, she helped Huey at the end of the last season. Right. It's not necessarily that they would know that that happened. That's what I was going to say, that, like, do they know? I don't think that they know that, you know, what side she's on or her true feelings and stuff, you know, because in the end we saw, damn, actually now I kind of don't remember. How did, what happened with A-Train? A-Train, right? That was his name? He had a heart attack. He had a heart attack, but, oh, yeah, yeah, he had a a heart attack fighting um, Starlight, right? And, yeah, and Huey, she she saved him sort of and and told Huey that he needed to leave. So that's kind of what I remember from the last season. And, I, you know, it, it's, it's been a little while since we saw that, but that's kind of where we left things. And also I, I'd like to know, you know, it, it's interesting because if the Butcher is alive, as the trailer suggests, and as he is in the comic books without spoiling it too much, how the heck does he get away from Homelander? Because he's, he's really in his grasp. At the end of last season, that's something. That's that true. That's a big question. Out. That's a major question on. Yeah. He could let him go. There could be a lot of things. Was that? Was it? Wasn't the implication at the end of the the show was that his wife was really alive? That's with right. Homelander. With Son. Homelander. Which is different oh, yeah, from yeah. the comics. Right. Exactly. So that there's that interesting thing that we we're probably going to get a lot more information on season two. You know what? So, you know I. I feel like uh, maybe maybe Homelander let let him go because he needs a bad guy, you know. Yeah. He needs like uh, someone that he can point the finger at and be like, "Hey, this is the this is the enemy. This is who we got to chase now and stuff." That's true, and he could be using him as bait for the rest of the crew also, which is right. Exactly. Else that he could be yeah. Doing. That makes a lot of sense. There's also the cut at the beginning of the trailer where you see a bunch of military vehicles driving down the street. So Not to mention that bad guys yeah. always want to do things the uh, the butt backwards way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like Homelander could kind of find him in an instant, right? He's a well, no, I'm just saying if he also. if he has him dead to rights and he lets him go, then it's only on him if he ends up losing the battle. <laughs> you know, right. He could have like, just nipped it in the butt there and then like, oh, no more season two. He yeah, he have, didn't. Like, he didn't monologue also. I mean, he has his wife and all that, so he has something that he can easily blackmail him with as well. But it also so seems like he it, it's very easy for him to find them. You know, it, it seems like, you know, this is more like a, um, a lion playing with his prey, pretty much. Because Maybe, remember, yeah, partially. In, in, yeah, in, in season one, they were always afraid that, you know, they'd be able to hear them. You know what I'm saying? And they were always trying to hide out. So it seems like he has the mechanism to find them very, very easily. Um, and maybe he's also, just playing around with his prey right now. There, there was that sequence where he was literally hiding in the van near where Homelander was, and he had like lead on the van or something like that. So they mm-hmm. was because remember he's like Superman; he can't see through lead, just like Superman yeah. cannot. So there are some small weaknesses that Homelander has, just in the same way as Superman. We don't know if he has a kryptonite yet, but there are some things that he can, they can certainly do to take advantage and to stay away from Homelander, as well as the fact that the rest of the crew is still on the lam. So if you figure he could find the butcher that easily and quickly, 
it would stand to reason that he'd be able to find them that easily and quickly as well. And if he could, I mean, there wouldn't really be much of a conflict. One one shot that I did like, though, and if you look at the some of the still photos of the trailer, you see there's a there's a part where Homelander is almost it almost looks like he's doing a freaking Nazi salute, you, especially the way they they cut it in some of the photos and they kind of like pan out. They show how much of a fascist he is, but they kind of pan out and they show both of his arms up. But at the beginning of the shot, it looks like one of his arms is kind of doing that salute. And I guess that's just a kind of a hint at what a fascistic character he is. Do you have a timestamp for that? That's about, let's see. Like I said, I always like to have the trailer running in the background or the film that we're talking about to give us a little more context. I think it's about 20-something seconds in. Let's see here. So it looks like I have it running in slow motion. There's a moment. I think it it comes out better in some screenshots, but it's about the 30-second mark, and they're kind of panning to one side. He's not in the middle of the shot. And if you glance at it quickly enough, especially I have the trailer running a little bit slow motion so I can catch some of these details that... Yeah, I see it now. I don't know if that's more like that's like a Nazi salute. It looks more like he's pointing at the crowd, kind of very Trump esque. You know, like love you guys. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and he's such a great character. Actually, Homelander is probably my favorite character on the show. Even yeah, he actually yeah. Well, Homelander is actually the one that has like the most range on the show. He has. You've seen him vulnerable. You've seen him comedic. You've seen him uh angry and you know you've seen him as a leader even though it's a false leader leadership role and stuff like he yeah. has he has quite a wide range you know i he's, think he's, yeah, a, he's shown the most actor. range yeah he's a, yeah, he's a, i loved him like in child. Um, <laughs> yeah i loved him in uh banshee where he was spectacular on that show man i still gotta so, see banshee still gotta oh, that's see awesome banshee. you you really do yeah. you really have to i'm i'm There's interested to see more of the character of mother's milk just because I love the name, but uh-huh. just because he has he has a very interesting backstory to him that I don't think they've really really jumped into yet. You know, including the name, including the fact that his last name is actually Milk. His name is Marvin Milk, so yeah, that's his actual name. I thought yeah. that was just like a cool nickname. No, his name is Marvin Milk, which I think is really really interesting. And they don't know like who Frenchie is at all. His backstory is awesome, you know. And, well, and they don't know who Frenchie is at all either. I don't know if you noted that, but his name says unknown. Everybody else's name is on there. He's mm-hmm. unknown. Yeah, that's pretty. So I hope they, they delve into those guys a little bit more. Well, one other detail that was well, not even another detail. Another character that I'm looking forward to, only because of his comic relief, is I love the Deep in season one. The Deep was freaking hilarious to me. It's like the dude from, uh, from like Gossip Girl and all these other tween shows. But for have me, have you he seen the, the calendar? The funniest characters. No, I haven't. There's a calendar. What's he that? has. Yeah, it is ridiculous. He has a calendar in character. That like um, a promotional, a promotional thing yeah. for season two. Oh, it's no, actually, they did it for season one. Believe it or not, you know this, this has been lurking around oh, for quite a bit. You that know, something that I need to check out. Nah, man, I, I want to know more about Black Noir. Oh, man. You know, I have a little bit of info from the comic, but I won't spoil that. But it's it's interesting to see oh, where they're going to take okay. that based on where he is in the comic. The, okay. the only other observation that I would quickly make is that there's some really, really... I mean, the first season had some brutal, brutal violence in it, some bloody, gory violence. 
That was so over the top, kind of fun. It continues here too. There's yeah. a lot of there's like bodies exploding apparently, and people's necks getting snapped. There's a scene that I bet is probably somewhat out of order and meant to misdirect you, but there's like a, what looks like somebody from the military giving someone the finger, and then you see Homelander like laser beam this guy with his eyes into pieces. Might not even be the same guy, but I'm kind of wondering like where all this is going to end up. And also like like Wolfie said. It's it's interesting to see how this universe's storm, whose stormfront is going to be. That's another character that looks relatively intriguing as well. I I kind of feel like she's gonna represent um, either Starlight's replacement or at least Starlight's rival. That makes sense because like if you look at like how they like obviously the way that they're dressed and presented has a lot to do with um, how they're marketed. And she kind of has like that darker look, and and some of the scenes that I saw in the trailer, you can see her kind of like, you know, um, catering to the fans and stuff like that. So I feel like she's almost going to be like a female counterpart to Homelander, right? And they kind of it looks like they're they're making her have a little bit more of the sex appeal that Starlight didn't right, really want. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So it all it's would also make interesting. Sense. That, uh, then, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's also interesting that the character in the comics is a male as opposed to a female. Is that so? Well, I, oh, I really? Know yeah, and, Another... and the reason I know this is because we, um, I had put out a post on the Instagram where we were saying that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in talks to join the boys on season three. And one of the, one of the comments from our great fans was that, you know what, he would have made an excellent Stormfront. And that got me looking into it. And the character is a man in, in the comics. So they are changing it Interesting. for the show. Well, they did hmm. also do that for, for Grace Mallory, the CIA operative who was, who was mm-hmm. Butcher's mentor. She was male in the comics as well. So that's another change. Yeah. There, there's one more thing I almost forgot about. I can't wait to see more of Giancarlo Esposito this season. He's like the best damn thing about television basically anywhere right now so i want to see how much of a role he steps into especially after the fate of one of his employees at the end hey, of last season not not to hijack the conversation but did you just hear the news that he um he's going to be playing the villain in far cry 6 i i saw a glance at that i didn't get a chance to really look into it in any any greater yeah, they, detail they just, but they kind of I'm teased it and they're going to show it off on the ubisoft uh presentation pretty soon Mm-hmm. But you know he's 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 really all over the place right now. Man, uh, he seems to like really want his own booth at a uh, Comic Con. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because he's on the boys. <laughs> you know, he's in Star Wars: The The Mandalorian, and now he's just been introduced as the villain of Far Cry. I mean, how I awesome know. is that? Right? <laughs> I don't know if he's still on it either, but he's in Better Call Saul, which is a TV show that's still going on. So That's true. Oh, is it? He's on that too. I don't know. Yeah, that. it's still on. Yeah, I think they're. I think the last season is next year. I think they just finished, or they're in the process of season five. I'm about three seasons in, and if if you like Breaking Bad, which you guys know I love, that's another show that's definitely worth checking out. All right, cool. So, I mean, as far as the boys go, I think. Uh, wait, what about the boys? We haven't heard from the boys about the boys. Yeah, boys. Eli, AJ. Uh, Eli. Watch it. So Eli, that? I mean, Eli, what are what? you talking to yourself what? in the third person? Uh, are you Yoda? <laughs> 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 well, I actually haven't watched it, but 
And one thing I will say is uh, the music is fire. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. Look at that. 80s music. That is covered and, everything. And, 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 and to him it's and to him it's not corny. How awesome is that? Whoa. How wonderful ah. is that? <laughs> I will mini seg into yeah. into our next topic. When I will say that I am actually I really don't like the soundtrack on most of the original Netflix movies that I've seen recently. So I'll use that to perhaps, if we're all ready to go, jump into the, yeah, sure. the topic of the yeah, day, yeah. Yep. which is, well, it's it's a film that we all saw recently that just came out yesterday, or actually... Today. You, you could oh. say today, really. At, the, at, at today. the time of this recording. At the yeah. time of this recording, that's correct. Um, the, the Old Guard, which just came out on Netflix... And <laughs> let's pull up the cast list and give everybody credit. Wait, since you mentioned you you mentioned the whole soundtrack thing, what were you, were you gonna say something specific to that? Because I actually have you know something to say about the soundtrack too. But I guess I'll, I'll talk yeah, about that when so we get to when. Well, well yeah, I, I guess I'll talk to you know when we get to our little reviews. So I, I I didn't mean to like kind of you know hijack myself. Also, well, so I mean, why don't you go ahead and go through the cast and then we'll all give our little mini reviews here. Right, so so the it stars Charlize Theron, uh, Kiki Lane, uh, Matthias Schoenartz. I'm not sure if I said that correctly. I am sorry, Matthias. Marwan Kenzari, Luca Marinelli, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Harry Melling. <clears throat> Harry Melling, excuse me, are the main stars of this film, and it's an ensemble piece. And I can let somebody jump into a little bit more of a synopsis if necessary, but the basic synopsis is that they are a team of immortals that have all been working together over the centuries, basically working behind the scenes and trying to stay hidden in order to, in a positive way, let's say, influence history, influence world events, help people and do the best that they could to, to kind of, I don't know, help out as immortals can. And I can let somebody maybe start with their their basic impressions of the film. Well, Walt, you uh, you said you mentioned that you actually read the comics ahead of this, so or was it after? I'm I not did. sure, but I think that you're the only one that read and have some insight on the comics. So why don't you go ahead and start with the review? And well, let me just say this about the comics: um, the the movie is actually based on a comic book miniseries. And um, that was done by Greg Rucka with the artist Leandro Fernandez. Um, he he's the one that did the uh, the artists on the the art on the comic. And the interesting thing is that this is a comic book that just came out in 2017. So this is like a super new comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Greg Rucka he's known for writing Wonder Woman for DC. Um, he's also done. Uh, a run on detective comics with where he created the new Batwoman. He actually won an award for that for um, an outstanding comic book series on that. So, and you know, he's, he's the, he's a guy that's kind of very, he's known for creating very strong female roles on his, on his books. Um, But like I said, this, this is a book that came out in 2017, February to be exact. And Skydance Media picked it up to create a show out of it or a movie out of it the following month. We've only had wow. nine comics so far to this to this run. 
Um, the first one was a set of five comic books, and that was supposed to be a self-contained thing. But the artist on the book was so happy with what they what they did, they actually decided to continue making more of them. So um, nice. there's there's a total of fifteen issues that are going to come out, and they're basically done in five five issue miniseries. So yeah. the last one, of the second part, comes out five days from now. Well, so, he also he also did uh, Wolverine. He had a, uh, yeah, a he short did. run on uh, Wolverine, which I love Listen, when they relaunch this, this Wolverine guy, and stuff. This guy's been doing comics for a while, and he's actually had this idea for the last 20 years. You know, that's something that him and his wife were kindly, constantly bouncing around. And it, like I said, in 2017, he finally decided to, to jump on it and actually do it. Um, My man Walter with the up. research. Yeah. yeah, well, you know how I do, right? <laughs> Netflix picked it up in March of last year. So, you know, Skydance picked up the rights. Then Netflix jumped on and said, hey, guys, let's let's do this. And Damn. so um, there we are with the quick. backstory, the backstory of the comics to the film. Me personally, like I said, I, I chose to read the comics right before watching the movie because I, I figured there's going to be something. This is something that probably would lend itself well to see the differences between the comics and the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to hold my thoughts on the differences and I'm just going to tell you right now what I thought of the movie. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, it didn't follow the same trope of, you know, a bunch of superheroes trying to save the world, which I think has been done way too many times. I like the fact that this is more of a personal story. Um, it, it had a lot of great action scenes. Uh, there were some issues I had with certain things with it, but overall I thought it was a pretty strong story. I think it balanced well between action and storytelling. Although I will say this, the storytelling part, the plot, um, this is the only thing I will say between comics. I thought the comic did it better. Um, but overall, I enjoyed I enjoyed the film. All right, that's cool. I mean, um, yeah, I, I kind of have similar thoughts for the most part. Um, I think that like the, I think that a lot of it was was good. Um, I the only issues that I had personally, I I I felt like part of uh, the plot um, was a little thin, you know. Um, like mm-hmm. it's just, I just, I, I, I felt like the whole story and I guess like, you know, we're going into spoilers, right? Like, are we spoiling? spoilers, spoilers, spoilers? Yeah. yeah we'll, just we'll, let everybody know now that we are going to we'll be spoiling us. stuff and stuff like that. But, um, I like the whole idea of like immortals and stuff like that, that they take it upon themselves to like intervene and, you know, try to stop here and there, but not necessarily trying to save the world, but just intervening where they see, bad crap happening around the world and if they can do something about it they'll, they will but they're mm-hmm. not out to like a mission to like you know rid the world of all evil and stuff like that and save humanity as a matter of fact you know for the most part it seems like they're so jaded that they're pretty much just like screw humanity let humanity yeah. kind of you know crash and burn on their own and stuff like that which yeah. i don't know i feel like i feel like it might actually be the the, the right sentiment right now um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screw humanity and its Last of Us two games. 
<laughs> God. Anyway, so um, hey, I'm helping here. I'm helping. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I don't want to get on a tangent on that. But as far as um, you know, old guard goes, mm-hmm. um, I like that there was a lot of like cool like mythology as far as like you know each one of the characters had like their own you know sort of mythological background. Um, a couple were around the Crusades. Some were even older than that during like. You know, it seemed like Mongolian errors or whatever, what have you. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the French Revolution yeah. and all that stuff. Saints. So they kind of have like, yeah, they have like all these different like, you know, errors that they were part of, which I felt like they should have they should have and could have delved a little bit more into that yes. part of the character story. I felt like that, that was a really missed opportunity because we saw some scenes yeah. of Charlize Theron in like some olden times which they never actually even explained what her era was or yeah. like what like her costume or rather her uniform the the you know what warrior class she was a part of and stuff and they really really showed that but they totally could have showed um uh what is it book what was his name booker, book? booker? booker. they could have they could have showed right. him, they totally could have showed him in like french you know military uniform fighting napoleon they could have showed the uh the two characters which are in a relationship um, oh those guys their Joe backstory is awesome dude yeah like their backstory is awesome right because they actually fought each other on opposing sides during the crusades and which then they no, it gets up, like, even become... better though really it, yeah it comics? gets even better it goes you know? further than that yeah man i yes, felt like they, they didn't they didn't flesh that out enough yeah and i thought that uh and as far as the plot goes what i'm talking about a thin plot is just um like we kind of have seen the the whole you know young super trillionaire tech dude that wants to you know that has like no moral line and stuff <laughs> basically basically a a uh batman versus superman lex luther is what we saw <laughs> it's basically what we saw and it was re- he was a really annoying character i absolutely did not like him at all um, well the, the reason that the reason i grimace is because I, I can't wait till we get into the comics the differences between the comics and okay. the film because okay a lot of the stuff that you're not liking is in the comics uh, yeah comics? you know what i'm saying it, so it, and so it's i'm interesting wait, because it, it is in the comics or it's not in the comics no, it, it it well. There are major differences. It's it's funny, and the funny thing about it is that the person that wrote the comics is actually the screenwriter of this movie. Yeah, which, Greg Rucka. Actually, Greg Rucka is the screenwriter. My mind, because like I said, there's a lot of things that you're griping about that he did well in the comics, and I don't understand why he didn't translate hmm, that's it. That's interesting. Oh. I'd like to take a look at the screenplay because a lot of times you have the screenplay, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where. The director wants to take it. It doesn't yeah. necessarily. They might, you know, do rewrites. Um, the director also, actually wanted. They, to, they, I'm rather, sorry. The director that? actually wanted to lean into more of the Greg Rucka stuff because really, uh, yeah, That's so interesting. His first, his first draft was less Greg Rucka, and she was like, "No, we need we need to incorporate more of the movie, more of the comic book stuff in it." And so there was another draft after that, and. 
Like I said, there are major changes in the characters itself, which we'll get into later. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your your. Nah, man, your, it's all good. We're all about hijacking over here today, so yeah, <laughs> I'm hijacking exactly. you guys. It doesn't matter. Um, so there's only two more things that I kind of had like some issues with, mm-hmm. um, and the the first thing is really, you know, in this day and age, when it comes to film, there's a lot more realism with. Uh, military tactics and um certain aspects of that which yeah, they I felt like they 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 really they really kind of dropped the ball like obviously to the untrained eye they may not see these things but for example when you're you know when you're holding position allowing your team to uh clear the next room and stuff like that how do you know to move unless your teammate actually taps you on the shoulder to let you know that it's your turn to follow in Right. Mm-hmm. Can I or just can I just say? Like that, you know? Can I just say I said the same thing because there was a part where one of the characters was fighting some soldiers and and the guy like raises his fist to tell the team to stop, and he, then that guy gets killed and there's nobody behind him for like thirty feet. Like yeah. who the hell does tactics like that? There's no yeah. Way that there, that there, 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 there's some there's some issues with the uh, tactics. There were issues early on in um what's her name uh Nile when she Nile. was uh clearing um in afghanistan i think it was Mm -hmm, Uh, was clearing a room and stuff like that the way that they cleared it was very very unnatural and untrained um and and you know i i kind of have qualms with that because if you're gonna put all this money into like creating a scene of of you know a wartime scene with the full-on full marine corps you got the humvees you got the tents you got like the the, Mm -hmm. the entire excursion the whole nine but then you drop the ball in their movements and how they act. I felt like that immediately kind of shows me like, oh, this isn't a real, you know, war. Yeah. Kind of scene, and, or they're, they're not they're not real veterans. And yeah. Netflix um, has the money to, to research that and make it right. You know, I don't think that that's like a Netflix issue. I think that that has to do with uh, the director. Um, yeah. I, I need to look up what the director's name is, but I, I looked it up earlier. I, you know, I'm terrible with names, but I know uh, that she... Gina Prince-Bythewood. Right. This is yeah. her first... Vent- I believe this is her first venture into a full-on action movie. And I think it's in those small details that you can see where someone's green, you know, um, as far as like... Uh, being able to pick out those little things and, and be like, well, no, this is how they hold a gun. This is how they yeah. clear the room and stuff like that. And the other thing that mm-hmm. I didn't like was um, I actually hated the soundtrack. I hated so it too. I, That's what I'm saying. I, I just wanted to mention very quickly that so much. Very, very quickly, I yeah. wanted to mention that not to take it away from Gina Prince, Prince Bythewood because this was a great movie. Yeah, it was. I thought it was, was a good movie. No, no, no. Hold on. Well, hold on. Hold on. Her biggest, I'm talking about the movie that she's directed in the past, oh. that her, it's her biggest one which is actually there's two that come to mind here uh love and basketball which was a great film and south central which is a fantastic film but they have nothing to do with the kind of action that you see in this movie. right exactly it's not it's not your big budget superhero action flick or it doesn't even need to be the superhero movie but it's not you know it's her first foray into and 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 a, a big summer blockbuster action movie you know and the mm-hmm. thing is that like you can you can kind of lose it in in the small little details like that where the viewer is going to be like oh come on you know like that's not that's not realistic like of course we're talking <laughs> about a superhero flick and stuff like that but in in some of the things you can put a little bit more care into but yeah the uh the soundtrack i absolutely hate it. i felt like oh, i felt I like for an action movie that. 
for an action movie, putting in like a ton of R and B. I'm just, I don't know, man. I, yeah. it I felt like, yeah, just it just did not play well as far as the mood goes. Like, there's certain scenes that required like something that's a little bit more intense, more rock, more heart pumping to to lend to what's going on on screen. And instead, we were getting like kind of uplifting, motivational R and B when <laughs> they're infiltrating and killing and stuff. And I'm like. This doesn't this doesn't match up as far as the mood goes. It it was like just a girl right. in Captain Marvel. Yeah, man. Oh god. It just didn't fit. Yeah, it was yeah. really that's bad. what I was not, that's what I was talking about earlier bad. when I said that I don't like how Netflix is like kind of structuring these soundtracks in their films. It was the same with Six Underground to me. I thought the music in most of these movies has been kind of crummy. Personally. Yeah, yeah, I think so I too. Actually, I, I would agree with that. I What's actually want to elaborate on that because mm-hmm. um it kind of the soundtrack kind of did seem like it was it was over dramatic and it sounded like a bad Michael Bay soundtrack. Not even gonna <laughs> lie, at least to me. Yeah, I guess. You know, the only thing that was, the only thing that was missing was the slow mos. If you put the slow mos with that oh, music, please. then it would be oh, like, wow. man, this is like, and you and you throw in an explosion here and there, and, and the shot circling in... the character <laughs> yeah. like, as they're standing yeah, yeah. up or something. I mean, we are kind of comparing a little bit to Six Underground because it's it's a similar kind of, uh, you know, setting and story. Not as over the top, but yeah. certainly yeah. entertaining. Um, I'll let someone else jump in before I like completely fully review every bit of the film. Can I can I just ask you guys uh, if you could, or if you I don't know if you want to save this until everybody's given some basic opinions, but if you could give it a rating out of ten. You, well, I, 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 I say let's let's save it to the end and stuff because okay. there might be certain things that I didn't see. You know, AJ, Eli, I mean, they've, they've pointed out plenty of things that have swayed my ratings before. Okay, so okay. I would love to hear from Eli. I want to know if there's anything in this movie that's corny. Uh, <laughs> actually. Here we go. Actually. Okay. Let me clear so my throat I'm real be, quick. I'm going to be completely honest here. This was one of the few, very few movies that I did not find corny whatsoever. Oh, my God. What? I'm being absolutely serious. I know that it has flaws because now, now that you, like, pointed it out and all. Um, Yo, where did Eli go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, what'd you do with Eli, bro? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Boy, ahead. Real you, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eli. But like now that you pointed out all the flaws and stuff, it it kind of does seem a little bit worse than I thought. But I'm just gonna go on with what I had in what I had in my mind before. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the choreography a lot. Um, mm-hmm. this might have been one of my favorite um sorts of like choreography. Um, that that was really in a film because they. They really did the choreography so that it was smooth, yet very yeah. gruesome. And it kind of like helped the movie like shine its shine in its own way, basically. Right. So, so just to kind of interject, you're right. Like that's actually one of the things that I enjoyed. I felt like the team choreography to their basically like their team kills. I thought that that was a cool aspect, and it's like you know that yeah. that will show the comic bookiness of the film. It's the whole like. I'm gonna I'm gonna suplex you. Then the next one's gonna like grab you and 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 punch you and then like throw you to Charlize and then she's gonna throw the final blow. I thought the choreography was really 
really cool, you know, and fresh and new. And Charlize yeah. Theron is is fantastic as an action star. I got to give her credit because I every Bird. action movie I've seen her in, pretty much, she kills it. She beats yeah. the crap out of people, and I got to give her credit for that. Yeah. Um, the the second thing I really want to point out, which is something that um you mentioned before, Gabe. Um, it's about the uh their their background. It wasn't given. It wasn't given full attention, which I understand based off of like the the normal time rate, um, the normal time rate for a movie. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the movie was two hours and five minutes. Yeah, so they didn't really have that much time to like get into detail. But um, I feel like one thing that they could have added was the wars that she was in. I I know that in the comic book they really do some like full scenes on what she's doing in the wars and how many wars she was in at the very beginning of the movie, I feel like that that should be a little bit more elaborated on so that we can get like a full understanding of like really how old they are other than like the stuff that we were given. Yeah, I would agree with that. That is definitely a missed opportunity, especially knowing that um, the source material has some fantastic background on these characters. I, I think that's a really big mess opportunity. The Man, the film. way that you're selling the comic book, I'm going tomorrow to pick up the, all the issues that are out. Yeah, I might have to check well, it out. I, I, where did you where I, did you find I, it? Is it on any of the comic apps? Is it on comic Comicsology? Yeah, yeah, that's where uh, that's where I got it. And believe it or not, it's uh it's on sale for five ninety nine. That's you know it's normally like twelve bucks. So, but and five issues is not that I got it to get today. Either. You know, and that five issues that or nine. I thought you said nine. What was that? Well, I guess for the first movie, it's five issues, right? Oh okay, right. So the the the, the this movie kind of um, deals with the first set of miniseries, which is that that five issue set. Um, so you you can get that on Comicsology right now. Okay. Well, I like my physical copies. I like to collect. You know. So yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. All right. Any other any further thoughts, Eli? Um, I think that, I think that's it. Um, otherwise I would rate it an eight out of 10. That's my rating. Okay. Why don't you hold, hold off I on guess that. I we're holding on to the end. It's too late. Yeah, let's hold off on that until the end. It's too late. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll let, I'll let the master go last. Um, so my impressions real quick um i gotta say also that i thought the music was crummy i had to mention that because i kind of brought that up to seg us into this i thought the music was fairly terrible um at when i was when i started watching the movie and it actually clocks in if you take the credits out it clocks in at about an hour and 54 minutes i was like oh here we go here's another netflix action movie that's going to be way too freaking long and i was a little i was a little apprehensive about that at first but uh, as the movie went on, I started to enjoy it more, for sure. The one thing that I will say is my biggest gripe, and I imagine that she's in the source material, but I found Nile to be absolutely useless to the plot and the most cliched character of the entire group. Oh, here's somebody that just discovered their powers. Here's somebody that yeah. doesn't know if they want to help the team or not. Oh, no, she's going to go home and abandon them, even though we knew she wasn't going to do that. We knew she was going to save them wow. in the end. Like, okay. I, like, and, and I don't want to take it away from the actress, because the actress did a good job with what she was given. 
But if you completely remove her from the story as thin as the plot is, and you just continue around everything that's already there, which is one of the characters kind of ends up betraying the rest of them, you didn't need Niall to accomplish that at all. You did not need her to accomplish that. Well, I mean, th- this goes to like just interject real quick. This goes to like the whole like thin plot because the whole the whole conflict is where Booker betrays the team, which I saw that coming a mile away. The moment that he mentioned that he fought Napoleon and he was French, I was like, never trust the French. <laughs> <laughs> not saying anything against like my French brethren out there, but I can already <laughs> see that like in, from the very get, like okay, how how do they know where they're gonna be every single time? There has to be a mole. Period. There just has to be. So, and that was that in my mind came in really, really early on. And I was like, well, if there is gonna be a mole, who would I think is the mole? It's gonna be the French guy. At least that's yeah, how I felt. And also, but then she his was the most attached to, to he right. was the most attached to the main character. But see, that's 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 what's gonna go to my next point. This is where I think the plot is really thin because the whole reason that he betrayed them was because he was like, oh, you know, you two have it. They, the, the two the two male uh other char- the other male characters uh, who Joe are in a relationship mm-hmm. yeah joe and nikki they're like oh you two have each other but what do we have we're alone we've been alone all these years but that's not true because he and charlie's theron have a really close relationship and you can see that they love each other you know i almost i almost feel like you can almost see that there might even possibly be a more than just a friendship there and i just felt like for for his whole reasoning being that like he's felt alone all his life, you know, with even within the group, and he wants to end the the immortality that they have. Um, I just feel like that's I don't know, man. It was a little thin. It was a little thin. Yeah. I agree with that. And like because like, then, ooh, he, ooh, then he then he then I'm so sad because I've yeah. been living forever. I get that that's that a lot of stories try to say that that's a, a blessing and a curse. Well, yeah, I mean that's Wolverine's whole thing. Wolverine yeah. hates the fact that he's basically immortal that he can't like you know die that's kind of like his his that's wolverine's main internal conflict so i get that point and i enjoy that because it becomes you know like uh i would imagine you know like torture having to live through that but um they they touch upon it you know they say like how you basically have to watch everybody you love pass away and i understand that aspect of it right yeah still kind of felt a little thin and how but see here's the thing right here's the thing it's like okay I no longer want to live this life and this person wants to test. Why do I need to give my whole team? I'll just, you know, hey, take my body then. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a much easier way to go about it. And, and he also didn't fight be, it when they took him. Yeah. There could be another, there could be some, some plot where maybe they're like, well, we still want to save him. Like there could be something else that they could have built around that conflict maybe, but the way that yeah, they did know. it wasn't strong. Yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, it just yeah, it just didn't. And can make we sense. just say why? Like I mentioned this earlier when we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast, but why is Chiwetel Ejiofor always play both sides, dude? I mentioned one of my favorite movies earlier. Also, was Children of Men. He does that in Children of Men. He does that in Doctor Strange. He does that mm. here. Why no, he, he, did, do he, he doesn't. And this one is different. This one, he's conflicted. See, the thing is, he, he is. plays a he plays a conflicted character in all those in all those films in in uh, Doctor Strange and in Children of Men specifically. He plays like the character that thinks that he has an altruistic understanding. Mm-hmm. However, uh, he's kind of wrong on it. But you can never um, trust him. You can never trust for whatever. Yeah, you his can never trust. Are, but see, but you can't but, trust Chiwetel. 
but the difference is that like in this one he he kind of got played you know what i mean and yeah he, you know he ends up being like you can see that he's always kind of been on the side of good he was just kind of weighing you know the 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 what is it the um I didn't basically like he it, ba- it basically it basically he had he had joel syndrome which is like what's the greater good you know well yeah he's like he's like he got played by lex luthor dude and that was kind of yeah. messed up but like actually i was gonna say like in spite of that i actually liked his character a little bit better than some of the other characters i thought the team was good i think that that's something that i really liked about the group except for nile and again i don't want to take away from the actress mm, kiki lane yeah. she does a good job but there's nothing compelling about her at all. Like there's there's yeah. there's much more compelling. And like the fact that she decides to abandon her family at the end and join the team, I, even after what she's been through, like why? Like she well, said, she doesn't she's really young. have a choice. I think well, she's I, I still think... young. She could take a, like a little time with it and at least say goodbye to them. Something. There's yeah, some choice there because that. remember, she would tell Edgio for basically erased her. She doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So she could go but see her family. That's also whether, where, they, whether like... they take it well or not. You know. That's not really like the the main point, but like l- let me let me get through the rest of my little. Oh, sorry, know, sorry, sorry. Pros we and still cons, got AJ, and then we'll jump into AJ's opinion, and then we'll open it up a little bit more. So I like the team. I thought the team was well done, but again, like to me, if you take out Nile, but not that you or or you give her something more compelling, you don't make her necessarily like oh here's the newbie superhero, and you you spend a little bit more time on the backstories, which were so compelling, and I get it. They're trying to save Charlize Theron or Andy. They're trying to save her character a little bit more for the sequel and her relationship with, uh, what is it, Quinn? Or what's the name of her close friend that that was buried, which was a totally messed up detail. But we'll get to that later. But like her friend that was basically her first immortal friend that had been lost for like yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah. Like that was something that they could have added a little bit more detail to that would have made it more compelling, at least in my mind. But yeah, I but everybody's kind of right. Like, yeah. like the the supervillain backstory was a little thin, and they they could have used it maybe, but made it a little bit more interesting than just like like you said, Wolfie. Like, oh, here's another freaking tech billionaire or like bio biotechnology billionaire who's evil, and he's evil because he has money, and oh, corporate corporates corporations are evil. So here we go again with that kind of stuff. Even though this movie is being made by a gigantic corporation named netflix i know um, that just did six on the ground <laughs> yeah that just did something similar um so like I, without giving my review my numerical review which will save for the end i did like the movie in spite of some of these these misgivings i thought the action everybody's mentioned i thought the action was really solid it was well choreographed save for a come of a couple of the inconsistencies and in how the enemies reacted it was like bad ai it was a little funny but for the most part, I liked the movie, and I was surprised at how it kind of held me throughout the one hour and fifty-five minute runtime, except for a couple of little things here and there. That's kind of my opinion, and I'll throw it to AJ to give some opinions real quick, and then we'll really open it up because we've been talking about these little mini impressions for a bit. Well, you see, now you guys were talking earlier about how you would have loved to see in the beginning at least the whole everyone's backstory as an immortal but you know what i kind of like how they didn't give that away so that when you see them get killed in the first five minutes of the movie you're like wait that's it (laughs) so i enjoyed please don't bring up killing people so early in the movie it brings me trauma and flashback 
Sorry. Any Last of Us Two syndrome. Oh, oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Movie was all right. Uh. It was like you guys said, well choreographed music. Uh, you know what? It reminded me of Shadow Hunters, and you know the problem is, it's the sh- it was a show that ran on Freeform. I liked it. It wasn't the best adaptation. It was a pretty good adaptation, but it, it had that style of music every now and again. And I was like, like the CW style. Yeah. No, this, this, this is a little different. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little, if not a little, a lot more teeny. Okay. But yeah, overall, I like the movie. Um, trying to think of some other things. We covered a lot. <laughs> I guess one of my... Who did I like the most? I think the person that I liked the most was... God, what was her name? Who? Uh, Andy? No. Nile. Stop no. tapping the table. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry. I didn't even know you guys could hear yes. that. <laughs> Our mics um, are awesome, dude. It's not my coffin. You know what? I actually kind of liked Booker. Oh. Despite the he was and like Gabe said, you could kind of see it coming from a mile away. I kind of liked mm-hmm. his uh, his character a little bit. He's the one character that it it's important not to know his backstory because if you do know his backstory, then it immediately gives away the fact that he's going to betray them. You know. So he's he's the one character that I would say did not need a backstory given to them in the film because that was a clear sign of what he was going to do at the very end. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. I think so. Um but I will say that he's probably I thought that he was also probably I think that he's my favorite also. Yeah. And so just broad strokes uh not the i mean don't say don't take it wrong when i say not the best but one of the more i didn't even view it as a superhero movie but now that you bring it up it kind of fits the genre yeah it's a group of five deadpools i mean they're immortal dude (laughs) yeah you know Five Deadpools or Wolverines, they healed like. That's what I was gonna say. That's the other thing too. That this is basically a team of Deadpools because they're like, ah, I'm gonna use my body to, you know, crash and burn and destroy and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. You know. I I would be curious to see what the limits are to that immortality, though. Yeah, and maybe that had to do with the fact that they didn't use the best technique because they they knew how we're immortal. It doesn't matter how what type of technique we we're doing to clear a room. Because we know that even if you shoot us, we're still going to be fine, you know? So maybe they got well, sloppy. I mean, because that was more the enemies, not the team. The team didn't do a great job of it either, but the enemies were terrible at clearing everything. Yeah. They, you know, there's just so, they, 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 I think that they need a better, you know, um, well, close quarters battle consultant. That's what you would call it. So, Hopefully yeah. for the the most likely sequel, both because of the fact that the comics exist and the fact that the movie ends the way that it does, that they'll, they'll work on some of that for the sequel and really take the action to a, to the next level. Cause it's really good. 
but it could have been like really something special, I think, with the proper Let's hope we get fight well, the, the reason I say it is because we recently saw and reviewed Extraction, and Extraction had some of the best close quarters battle, most realistic tactics that you know I've seen on film, mm-hmm. you know, next to John Wick, and that's you know coming from, I guess I, I don't want to say professional opinion, but I you know have had my fair share of experience with the with that realm. It's, so it's more professional than the layman, that's for sure. Right, exactly. So. Well, extraction, Anyways, had I, extraction had the benefit that the director was also an an action choreographer beforehand. So. Right. So, so that's so that's why I say that like this goes to show the difference between a director that's versed in the genre versus someone's first entry. Right. Like while the film was a, a good film and had you know really good action, there's certain things that you can pick out and say like, oh yeah, that's kind of green. That's kind of like she's a little green in this in this uh, field. Yep. You know what? Well, I'm sorry. Do you have any more impressions, AJ? Because there's something that I really want to mention very quickly, and maybe a theory, but I don't nah. know if you have any other thoughts. My kind of wrapping thought was it was a nice movie. That's that's all. <laughs> it was it was pretty nice. It was kind of nice. So here's here's my thought. Okay, let's open it up, and now we're going into full spoiler territory. We already spoiled a decent amount. But we'll finish off the conversation in full spoiler territory. So if you've been listening thus far and you haven't been spoiled somehow, full freaking spoilers are now on display. Something that was weird to me, and I have a theory, and Walt probably knows better than I, uh, and maybe this has you haven't even gotten to this point in the comic books, but it was weird as heck to me when... Joe and Nikki in the end of the movie, in the in the big combat scene at the end, which is at the end of the movie after Booker has betrayed them, he's the only one that kind of gets left behind by the military group. And it's kind of, that's kind of suspicious on its own. Like, why didn't they take this guy? I kept thinking that. Like, why did they leave him? They know he's immortal. They know he's not dead. Why would they leave him there and not study him just like they did with Joe and Nikki? So there were many clues as to the fact that Booker was going to betray the crew. But yeah, that's true. Actually, right. I You're mean, right. there was there right were definitely that. a lot of hints there. Like, I mean, he was split open, but like they've seen these people get filled full of bullets and get up and murder people, which is what they did at the beginning of the movie. Which is how Chiwetel Ejiofor and Merrick Copley, Chiwetel Ejiofor, is Copley, and Merrick was played by Harry Melling, the Lex Luthor, we'll call him. That's how they knew that the team was immortal. But something that mm-hmm. was weird to me, okay, was Joe well, and Nikki I- were. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me make my point real quick. Let me make my point real quick because you have this. You have Joe and Nikki fighting that one guy on Merrick's team, and he is whooping their ass. That guy Keen, the big main, like the main basically the sub boss. Yeah, the sub boss. He whoops their ass, and I know that they had been weakened. I get that as well because they were being experimented on and all of this, but. Why was that guy like he was a he was a huge badass. And when you talk about like the other characters, they even mentioned that Andy what they said that she's forgotten more ways to kill or something like that than most military men have ever learned than that entire militaries have ever learned. So you figure the rest of the team has some really amazing combat experience as well. If you've been around since the Crusades and all you've been doing since the Crusades is kicking ass. You figure that one dude is not going to be able to take on two of you because you're immortal and you have the combat experience and you recover quickly. So no matter how beaten up you are at that point, like that guy was taking them on a little too hardcore. 
what if he's immortal too? And we just did not nah. get that in this movie. No, no I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I also think in the scene that he was beating the crap out of them, they had just gotten blown up. Yeah, exactly. They just took a grenade through the wall. Yeah, they just so, took a grenade through the wall. So that's and you also got to remember that guy was special forces, so he's not a, he's not one of those corporate goons that they just picked up. This guy knows how to fight. Well, so I know, but they've been fighting for hundreds of years, man. Like but again, hundreds yeah, of years, and it wasn't just that he overpowered them. He outfought them. He he out, he, again, he was using some real technique that outfought them. They they were being experimented on first of all, so that 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 already weakened them to some point. And like like Wolfie they're said, Wolverines. They, they recover. They're not. We we call them Wolverines, blasted. but that doesn't mean that they're Wolverines. Yeah, but they just got blasted by a grenade. So there was still they were still trying to get their bearings straight at that point. And then the guy just comes in and starts whooping ass. Um, and and you also got to remember later in the scene he does get his comeuppance later on he gets because his neck broken. then yeah. then um, yeah that was one of the best deaths in the in the yeah. movie. But Joe, Joe they, they all got smashed up smackdown on him, you know. <laughs> so you know you have to you have to take that part and say hey they were just they weren't at their one hundred percent best at that point they were still kind of trying to recover from all of that stuff. Not even you know? that. Um, if you're also considering the depth of the research that these guys put into finding the the immortals, let's call them, there's no way that their head of operations would be missed as like a as as, as an immortal. Oh, no, I'm then, not saying they missed to it. Further add on to that. To further add on to that. You also have. I need to have every single one of them. I must collect them all. They're Pokemon. He's not going <laughs> to let out oh, his God. own bodyguard. There's no way. God, I'm so tired of he can't run away too. Like, I guess. I guess. Where, where have we seen? We've seen. We've seen Lex Luthor. We've seen now Merrick. We've seen the in in Venom also the the young billionaire tech guru who thinks that he's above morality. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else? I don't remember. I feel like there's more, but please, Hollywood, please stop. Please, well, also, I'm begging you. To your guys' so, point, too. So to your guys' point, now that I think about it, they all have that kind of like mental connection. So they probably would have found him. Yeah, well, they would have known him. Yeah. They would have. They would have. Wait, wait. Let me just make one point, one rebuttal point as well. You have to die for them to find out that you're around, and it doesn't always happen right away. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm, you guys are most likely right, but it's something to look out for. Maybe. Maybe. No, he's not. I can tell you that for a fact. He's not. <laughs> Boom. <Damn> roasted. <laughs> Sorry. That's actually what I was going to say. That's actually what I was going to say. I was like, um, Walter can confirm that for us. <laughs> yeah. What he dead, son. He dead. You know? He, he dead, dead. Yeah, he, he, he totally dead. Um, Man, I, I, you know, oh no, go on. No, no, please continue. No, I was just gonna say that, like you know, I kind of also didn't necessarily. Again, it's not to the actress herself, but to the character, um, Niall. I just, I don't. I didn't think that like it was very uh, realistic to think that like okay, she got slashed, she died or whatever, and then like she clearly didn't come back, and there's clearly something going on with her in real life. I highly doubt that her closest friends in in her platoon, yes. in her in her company, 
mm-hmm. are going to instantly just be like, hey, we need to shun this person out of our group. Yes. You know, as a, yeah, like that's that is so unrealistic. I can understand the broader military, you know, all the other companies around her, all the other platoons going like, hey, look, that's that's the one that 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 didn't die and whatever and stuff like that. But her closest people like yeah. automatically just like completely ghosting her. They would totally be happy with her. They would be they would be like trying to shield her from like any other like BS and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I thought surprised. that that also showed a little bit of like unrealistic um, uh, characterization of like some people her, in the military. Yeah, that's like her band of brothers or sisters, however you want. Yeah, to put exactly. It, so. Like it does. I mean, if she's immortal and they realize it, maybe they, even if they realized it before Nile did, they would have been the first one to be like, "Hell yeah, let's let's you know let's celebrate that," you know. Yeah, like your friend just came back from the dead and you're going to be yeah. like, oh my God, she's evil. And like, you know, they yeah. didn't explain that in any way. Like maybe if there was a, a member of the team that was religious or like something that could have made a little bit more sense because then they would have been like, okay, something's like evil about you, a pox on you. But like they just kind of jumped. I, 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 I agree with that. They jumped from like, this is our this is our, our brother or sister in arms to like, Oh, we got to be mad suspicious about her and we're going to give her up and we're going to shun her and give her dirty looks. They jump from they jump from doing everything that they could to try to save her life to then being upset and weirded out that she's alive. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> it, doesn't, I, it didn't it didn't make sense to me either. So right, I, I, I need it, to jump in yeah. because, you know, I, I was trying to hold my tongue with with all this. Don't stuff hold your tongue. We're already past spoiler territory. Tell us. Everything no, no, no. You but know I, I know we wanted books. to talk about the differences between the books and and the film and every single gripe that you have was done so much better in the film in the in the comic book in the books all right cool so i'm definitely because because one of the one of the things that you're griping about right now which is you know the fact that you know the her army buddies just disregarded her completely that never happens in the book they literally are you and and so this is kind of the frustrating thing I have with this because when the movie first started, it was a really truly faithful adaptation to the book. I mean, there are literally parts where you can take both the screen and the page, put them together, and they're exactly the same. And the dialogue is the same. There are literally, you know, lines that are take entire paragraphs that are taken right out of the book and thrown into the to the screen. But it starts to deviate the moment that both um, Niall and Andy jump on the plane. And at that okay. point, that's where the movie takes the turn, a hard right from the book. Because okay. everything up until that point made sense. And then once you got into that, that plane scene where it's, it's kind of like an introduction to Niall, where they have that little, yeah. that little battle between the two of them, that's where everything changes. Because you know what's funny, yeah. No, I was gonna say that for me, that's where the movie started kind of losing me a little bit. The moment that they got into the plane. Yep, and that's what it is. And so, you know, um, one one of the things that you are you guys have been complaining about, and I agree, is Nile, the character of Nile. She actually gets a much bigger role in the movie than in the comic book. In the comic book, she's just another person. She acts more of, of a character that it is kind of like the the surrogate for the audience where we're kind of seeing what happens in her eyes. 
she has no bearing to the plot whatsoever in the book. Over here, it, she is a totally different character. And and I think it's almost to the it, – it's a failing of, of the book because they make her too important. And to the point where I thought what the movie was trying to do was build to the fact that she was going to take over the group. And Andy was going to die at the end of the movie because, again, in the book, she doesn't lose her powers. She never loses her healing ability. So, you know, you know what? You know what? I, uh, I'm actually going to I'm going to retract a little bit and say, don't spoil the book too much. I think that we actually I think that there's enough here that I think that maybe we should read at least the first five issues and do a, a, a review. No, I does anybody, Listen, does anybody I, I, want to do a, 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 a review of the uh, first five issues of uh, um, Old Guard? I'm going to tell you this much. So I, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will tell you this much. The plot of the movie changes. The theme and the mechanisms as to why the characters are doing what they're doing is not in the film. Because the book really deals with more human trafficking and slavery. The, the backstory to Andy... If you had put that in the film, everything that happens in the movie, I mean, it, it, everything that happens in the movie would make sense because mm. there is an entire relationship that is completely cut out. And the character in the book, she's cold. She's distant. She's she's everything about the, the group, but she doesn't have that that back and forth it's very it's a very standoffish type relationship that she has and Mm -hmm. and part of the reason is because of the relationships that she had before and again that's another theme of the book is is that you know the reason you have to distance yourself is because you are going to lose all your loved ones and it was it was kind of the that little speech that booker had when he was speaking to Nile, where it's like they are going to they're going to regret you, they're going to resent you. At at some point they're going to um turn their back on you. And by you staying in their lives, by the time everything is done, you are not gonna have the same type of memories that you had if you had stayed away. And that's a big theme of the book that wasn't that was just touched upon in certain spots here, and they tried to put it all on Nile, and I think mm-hmm. they did it poorly. So I, yeah. I think I think a lot of it has to do. First of all, like I said, Nile is a different character in the book. Uh, Copley is a completely different character in the book. He has nothing to do except for he's simply compelled to get a paycheck. That's all he does. There is well, no... There's, there's he actually no is fleshed out better in the film. Um, the character of Merrick... The character of Merrick is not a sniveling techie. He's a jacked-up psychopath who takes meetings while he's he's pumping iron. And the scene where he, he has to, you know, kind of test whether Nikki and Joe are actually immortal is a much brutal brutal it shows how crazy this guy is and he's a hedge fund manager that just so happens to own a pharma tech company so the character there is different um like i said he sounds like a kingpin kind of guy 
Yeah, he kind of does. I mean, he's totally crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think it's better that that kind of makes it better instead of getting the sniveling wannabe, you know, that yeah. we got in the film, you know. Um, and oh. Nick and Joe's backstory is awesome, and like I said, if you don't want me to spoil that, I'm not going to speak on that. But yeah, no, it, don't because I definitely want to read it, and I I, I yeah. think that we may have a review of uh, this a proper one, maybe. Maybe. I appreciate, we'll but, yeah, I appreciate the small details that you pointed out, but I agree. Don't spoil it entirely because I'm more intrigued now. By what yeah, I'm, I'm way more interested in the books now. We were, I was Quinn, read it anyway. I, I will just say this. Sure. Quinn is not in the book at all. Hmm. So that's so a new character. She is, she is kind of an amalgamation of one particular character, but they kind of blend in um, two other characters in her story. Okay. That would normally you would see them separate in Andy's backstory, and like I said, you know it's a shame that they they kind of disregarded one of the characters completely because that really shows why she's so distant to them. And again, like I said, there's more of an of an emphasis on the reasons why they they don't want to be caught and why you know because of all of these stories. And like I said especially with um, Booker, if we had gotten his backstory in the film, we would have known instantly that he was going to betray the the group. So you know, I think it would have been more effective based on what you're telling me also. And I don't know if this is the comic book, because I actually like the scene at the end where Copley shows Niall. He puts together all of his research and talks about how Andy has almost unknowingly like made history better all the people that, that she is, saved like Jose, that was that actually not in the book but i actually like that, the way that, that they did yeah. that no i do i do like that also but that motivation is not in the book at all either you know there's anybody, there's no point put that together in the book is that is that mentioned at all no, in the book at least not in the first 5 issues in the first 5 issues there is no, you never see that 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 board and there, there is no she doesn't even have the same um, misgivings in the film as in the book, because in the film, like you said, she's just, you know, I'm tired. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because it. in the book, she's tired because she's tired for living. And again, that changes the ending, because then when the betrayal happens with Booker, right, he said, well, I did it for us. There's an understanding why he would do that, because the very first part of the book is her explaining how tired she is for living 6,000 years. And it's a montage of every single battle, well, most of the epic battles that she's in. And she's like, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. I don't want to do know, this anymore. I, I, and, you know, you know, honestly, I think that like they 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 brought up the topic of her age like three times in the film and they never spoke about it if they had just said that number six thousand years i think i would have been like oh man i feel i definitely i feel for her yeah. like i yeah i'd want to yeah. die too yeah and, and it would make sense now why booker betrayed them because he's like you know what you and i are the oldest you know nikki and joe they're kind of the babies of the group but you and i are the oldest we've been doing this far longer than anybody else and Actually, we're yeah. both physically tired you know I'm Actually, pretty so, sure the yeah. Crusades are older than Napoleon. Yeah, and they stated that. Yeah. 
Oh, no, oh. yeah, Booker's the Booker's the youngest. Receipts Booker's definitely the youngest. No, no, but I'm saying I'm before. saying in terms of in, in, no, no, no. Booker's he's actually, older, believe it or not, yeah, he, he, they Booker's mentioned him older. being yeah in, in the French Revolution. Oh, okay. That's where all his friend. I think him. in the movie they said that he was the uh, he he was the newest one that they found. Oh, oh. no, no, no. He, they've been I doing know. that. They've been, those two have been at it for the longest. So they have that that's a pothole then, you know. No, but that's what I'm saying. I could swear, like, there's a, that line where, like, when they, when uh, Nile is being introduced to the crew and explained, they're like, he's the newest, he's the youngest, and then the other two. That's when they explained that, like, we've been around since the Crusades. Yeah, I would yeah. have to go back because yeah, I think I need to go back to, uh, to double check. Everything yeah. in the in the movie indicated to me that they were definitely old friends from from beginning to I end. Think- I think yeah. that that's I think that that's just the relationship that was underscored, but not really you know, like explained or developed and whatnot. Which again, I thought that that was, you know, a fault of theirs. What about the boys? Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before we go into scores? Well, uh, oh, not really. Yui? Um, not really anything for me. Those are the details as they stand. Okay. Yep. All right. So, so let's uh, let's go backwards, if we may. Let's start with you, AJ. What was your score? And if you want to explain it at all, go ahead and tell us what your score for the film was. I guess out of ten, we'll stick with that format. Well, I need to give it. Uh, I was gonna do eight and a half, but I'll just stick with eight. Like I said, I, I did like it, but like, and I did enjoy, you know, certain parts of it, but I don't know. Just, I might go read the book. That's actually better than I expected. But okay. All right. So we know uh, Eli gave it an 8.5. Eli, do you want to, do you want to revise? I'm going to change <laughs> it up. Question. And this is why we save it to the end, Eli. This is why we save it to the end. Because you might want to revise it. <laughs> um, I'm going to try different scale. You know, And it's called... No, it's got to be in the 10. It's got to be 1 through 10. Don't change the scale. Don't try to be trendy. You can't change the scale. It's out of 10. Okay, so it's going to be change the, scale. the corn scale out of 10. The corn scale. Corn scale. So it is corny. It is corny. 10 out of 10 means it's super corny. 1 out of 10 means it's kind of corny. And 0 out of 10 means it's not. So okay. I'll give it a 4 out of 10. So it's wow. not that corny. Which means it's not that corny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It means it's like a so 6. Re- reverse it. If you reverse it, it's a six out of ten actually, in normal normal rating system, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna like re rework that because I forgot about the soundtrack, which made it a whole lot worse. So I would give that a six out of ten. Which means so it's, it's a four out of ten. Okay. Good old Eli. Walt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, after after we went and discussed everything, I think I kinda changed my mind a little bit. All right, okay. so yeah, all right, Walter. Um, I, I like I said, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, 
I think that, first of all, I hated the soundtrack. I think that's a, a common thread amongst all of us, right? Um, I felt that there were some some things that they could have done better in terms of telling backstories on these these characters, which would have benefited the story itself and given proper motivation to some of the actions that some of the characters took, as well as some of the actions that just, you know, just that moved the plot forward. Um, I, I, I hate to compare it to the book and maybe I did myself a disservice by reading the book before watching the movie. Um, but I, I found it very frustrating in that knowing that the writer of the book and the screenplay, the writer of the screenplay are the same person and the choices that he made for the film, which were kind of understandable given the medium. Because I know, you know, when you're doing, when you're trying to adapt from one medium to another, you do have to make certain changes. But I thought that some of the changes shouldn't shouldn't have been done and weren't warranted, based on you know the excellent source material that was out there. So, um, but again, you know, at least what they didn't do is they didn't kill off Charlize Theron's character, which, you know. If you put this in the hands of a lesser person, they would have done that to kind of try and make Nile the new leader of the thing. So I, at least I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to give this film probably like a seven, and I'm being a little bit generous. Uh, I thought it was a good film. It wasn't a film that made me keep looking at my wristwatch to, to make sure what time it was and how much time yeah. that was left in the movie. But... Again, I think there was some missed opportunities that could have made it better, especially given the fact that they are trying to angle for a sequel, given the way it ended. So yeah. for me, I think I, I think I'm going to sit on a seven out of ten for this one. Okay, and the way it ended, by the way, is her good friend Queen comes back from being under the ocean drowning over and over again for hundreds of years which is messed up man wow okay okay actually Super i think it's up. thousands of years but probably maybe yeah probably but that that was actually one of the the, the meanest nastiest kind of coolest details yeah, that's, a, for me. that's that's a hell of a way like i saw that and i'm like holy crap yeah because drowning is a, a supposedly very painful so doing that over and over again every few minutes for hundreds or thousands of years is messed up but okay so i'll give my my rating for this film uh i'm gonna give it a six and a half uh and i do want to say actually as another thing another quick aside is that uh wolfie is right booker is the youngest he died in 1812 fighting napoleon which uh -huh. makes him make a little less sense to me but i'm not going to revise my yeah. rating because i still think overall I enjoyed the movie. It's not something that I would necessarily go back and watch again. Maybe I'll check it out again if I feel like the sequel looks really good because I, I don't want to say for sure that I would watch the sequel. Um, it's it, it could be much better in the right hands or maybe in a more seasoned hand with the same director with a better action choreography, a little bit more of sticking to the source material it seems like is something that could have benefited this movie a heck of a lot more because all of the things that as walt said that we were essentially having gripes with were not present in the comic which makes me all the more upset that this the writer of the comic who wrote the movie 
did not stick much more strictly to the comic book. And I think that that's a missed opportunity. I mean, if, if, if I were to even revise it in a way, I would say if those changes were made and it was closer to what I expect from what Walt said the comic book is like, I would even go so far as to say this movie is like an eight. But because it didn't do those things, because it all the things that essentially we had a problem with were, were not present or present one way or the other in the comic, I'll say I got to give it a 6.5. I definitely enjoyed it. And like I said, it wasn't as long as I thought it would be. Uh, it wasn't just an all-out action romp, which I can definitely enjoy, but that's hard to pull off, I think, for some movies, uh, unless you're really leaning into it. And this movie had good story elements, too. And I thought the characters were great. I did, which is why I wanted to see more of them, which is what the comic did better, apparently. So for me, yeah, just to reiterate, it is a 6.5. What about you, Wolfie? Um, I... uh. I don't want to give it anything less than a seven because I thought that it was a, I thought it was an okay movie. I thought I had some issues with, mm-hmm. like I said, obviously we all agree that the soundtrack isn't great. And I think that like some parts of the plot don't, they're thin. They don't make sense, but I think there was good enough action. There was really good characters and decent character development is the, because to me, character development is the key is the most important part because you watch mm-hmm. a film, you read a book, you play a game, you know, for the characters and the story that's being told for the characters Mm -hmm. and without character development, there's nothing to carry you along to the end, right? Like if the character is just being played on the screen and there isn't, you know, real development that that's trackable and noticeable, you're just looking at action on the screen. And that's what makes you want to look at your timepiece and see how much more of this do I have? So because there was a pretty good character development all across the board for, um, for Andy, or rather Charlie Star- Theron's uh, character, pretty much for every character, including Nile, even though I thought that Nile's storyline was probably the weakest out of all of them, they all show really good character development and left enough at the end of the film to make me, I'm definitely intrigued to obviously read the book, but also to see a sequel. So any movies that do come out, I do plan on watching. I don't know if I would see this first one again it's not necessarily the movie to be like oh hey let me let me put this on in the background like a lot of other movies that, that i like to watch and rewatch over and over again um but i think that there was enough there to warrant uh, at least a seven you know in my in my opinion um just because i don't want to take away from the good the the good parts of the film you know what i mean so because the other stuff is really easy to fix. I think like if you if you fix a few of the uh, um, technical side, technical issues of um, what you see from uh, combatives scenes and stuff like that, and you fix the soundtrack. I mean, if you fix the soundtrack alone, if you make it more <laughs> of a, a, a more mood matching soundtrack to yeah. an action film, mm-hmm. that alone would bring it to an eight point five to me. You know, because you can like think about there's plenty of action movies that have terrible plot and have no character development, but with good music and good action scenes and a good ending, they can get an 8.5 and 9 easy. (laughs) So, you know, I think that the music hindered it big time. So, um, but yeah, seven is for me. All right, all right, all right. So that's a an eight for AJ, a 
four on the regular scale and a six on the corny scale for Eli, <laughs> a seven for Walt. Which is a drastic change because he was originally mid-episode at 8.5. Yeah, I know. Was, <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, it was a six and a point five for me and a seven for Wolfie. And by the way, you guys actually match uh, the general ratings on Metacritic and other places. It's about a seven. Uh, you know, one thing I will say is that, like, I mean, I, I know that, uh, um, you know, one thing is that it seems like Charlie Theron wants to do more action. She, It seems like she, her favorite roles seem to be action, but she doesn't get enough of it for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, she really wanted to do the sequel to uh, Mad Max Fury Road and wants to play Furiosa. Well, the prequel, they, I guess. Uh, the prequel, yeah. They're, they're, they're going in a different direction for the character because they're choosing someone much younger. Which is um, necessary, which is honestly. I don't think it's necessary, but you yeah, know, Charlie's it, 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 it depends. Of course, pretty young, you know. She can definitely. Play yeah, I mean, character. if if they want to show someone that's, we don't know how young he yeah. wants to go. That's the thing. If he's showing a teenager, then yeah, that's then that's no, tough. That's no good. But if you're showing but somebody in their twenties or thirties, she could. Pull you know, it's off. it's just it's a shame because the character of Furiosa is what really drove that movie. Even though Tom Hardy was in it, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he plays the character of Max. It was really Furiosa's story that we saw Mad Max for, I think. And it kind of sucks to not see her again, especially when she wanted to do it so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like she does have trouble getting action flicks when she does so well as she's a heroine. Amazing. She's a really good. There's not that many female anti-heroes. Like, she plays a really good anti-hero. She's one of the best action action stars in Hollywood, period. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. But I, I hope to see more films like this with her. It's just that this isn't necessarily the well, best vehicle, in my opinion. Well, because this one's not the best entry, but I think that this is definitely a franchise, it seems like, because they would not yeah. be putting those breadcrumbs. They're not even breadcrumbs. They're full-on bread loaves <laughs> at the end of the film. Like, there's 100% going to be a second film. And That's a week far. A third film. So well, they, they all want to do it. it. They said it's all up to Netflix and how many, how many people watch this film. So the benefit, know. the benefit is that they released it in a time where action movies aren't being released. So right. she has no one else to compete with. Yeah, and so, listen, they're, they're already working on. They might, a, they might be helping her. Yeah, they're already working on a sequel for Extraction. So you know, hopefully this is a uh, this is part and parcel with that. You know. Yes, franchises they're gonna move forward with. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. All right, let's wind it down with that. Before we go, a quick reminder to all of our fans: thank you for dealing with any sound issues or artifacts that we had throughout the episode. We welcome your feedback on anything about the episode and anything about about what we speak about. The best way to support your favorite crew is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. Today, we really enjoyed talking to you about The Old Guard and a little bit about The Boys Season 2 teaser trailer. Next week, just to remind y'all, the big throwdown is coming down. It's going to be a debate between myself and Wolfie on the merits of The oh, Last of Us man, Part 2. I cannot wait. It's going to be a real debate, guys. It's going to be a bloodbath one way or the other. And I welcome a great debate with my opponent next week. So you guys better tune in because The Last of Us Part 2 is one of the most divisive darn things since everything Star Wars recently, actually, <laughs> except for The Mandalorian. So please check us out on that episode. 
We really want to thank you guys for joining us for this week's episode. We hope you're all doing well out there in geekdom land. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. That's the most two sucks. <laughs>